Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and we have the pleasure of having UFC fighter Damon the Leech Jackson with us today. How's it going, Damon? Doing good, man. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. It's, it's real cold up here. It looks real nice and sunny where you're at. I didn't even know where you guys at. Of. <laughs> We're in Minnesota. So yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's a, it's like a, I think it's like seventy three today, so it's pretty, pretty nice. You know, I think it's it's below freezing here. I think you can see some of the snow we got. Yeah, I don't like cold. <laughs> and where are you specifically? Uh, we're in Dallas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hot. Oh yeah, real hot, real hot. So keep keep the leech in the warm weather. Yep, got you. <laughs> Well, right now you're currently ranked 25th overall, best MMA featherweight fighter in the world. Is, is it, I mean, you're finally back in the UFC. I know that was something you're really glad to get back into. You're probably the only person I know that has gotten quote unquote lucky because of COVID because that got you your fight, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, it was, uh, it was a huge opportunity and I just kind of, Staying ready, uh, hoping, you know, for um, for my upcoming stuff was with LFA. I was hoping that something would come up with the UFC um, and I wanted to step in, you know, but I had no clue, you know, what opportunities would come up. So every card that had someone at Featherweight, I was just prepping, you know, because we, uh, we have around uh, 15 or 16 guys uh, in the UFC on the team. So, like, every week, you know, they talk about, you know, couple guys falling off the card because if you are your corner man so you have three corner men and if you or them test positive they pull your fight so uh it's kind of like you know it happens every week it's pretty crazy so it's uh it's, it's, all, it's all nuts but yeah when i got the opportunity it was uh it was a done deal you know i was ready to go well and the other thing that i noticed too is you didn't have any like prep time you didn't get to have a camp how tough is it to go into a fight when you have like three days notice yeah, I mean, you can't really uh, – it's like you kind of have nothing to lose, so you don't want to sit there and stress out about, uh, you know, um, what you're not ready for. You just got to figure out what uh, what to do, like the best bet, like, you know, where you should take the fight or where you want the fight and try to keep it there. And uh, with me, it's always going to be grappling. That's definitely my background is wrestling. And so, you know, wrestling and jiu-jitsu is where I want to be. Um, especially when I'm, you know, haven't had a full camp to prep and, you know, get my cardio where it needs to be. So right now, since my last fight, uh, you know, I've just been ramping up my uh, cardio with boxing and um, a lot of kickboxing and boxing and um, still getting to wrestle and stuff. But that last fight, I actually didn't even get to uh, wrestle or do jiu-jitsu for like, uh, I mean, it was like six weeks. You know, I didn't do anything because I was scared to death to get, uh, COVID because you know you never know who has it and when you're in a gym with like 200 plus people coming in and out you know it's kind of someone's going to have it eventually so I was scared I didn't want to get it so I, I didn't grapple at all so it was uh it was different you know different training for that so then what kind of training were you doing were you just doing cardio and stuff on your uh, own or well a lot of a lot of bag like uh you know hitting them hitting the, the big bag and um then also doing a lot of running you know I was running I would say about 
you know, eight to 10 miles every, you know, every other day. And then I was doing a lot of uh, high reps, um, you know, real intense workouts, you know, with, with uh, small lightweights. And uh, that's, you know, definitely the only reason that I lasted so long in that, in those circumstances, because normally on a three day notice, you have about, you have one good round and then maybe part of the second round. And then usually you, you'll kind of, you know, fade out. So that's usually what happened. Short notice fight. So it was nice to, you know, I felt great going into the third round of that fight. You know, I was like, uh, he definitely, he caught me off guard. He shot in and um, he actually took me down, which no one's ever done that. Like no one's ever shot in on me uh, and even went for a takedown. So when he took me down, I was kind of like, just kind of caught off guard. You know, I was kind of blown away. But then go, he started fading going into the second because he was trying so hard just to hold me down. And going into the second, I could tell he was faded. And then the third, I knew it was, I knew it was like done. So I, I figured I was going to get a submission for sure. Well, there's kind of like a little beef going on now because I know he put his head in your face. and I I don't know. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Like, you, you can't ever hold anything against someone. Like, I definitely don't have beef with him. Like, but it was like, uh, you know, I took the fight on a short notice, and so it helped him out. It helped the UFC out. And um, for him to, like, come at me and be aggressive, and he didn't ever say a word. We're in the back. We're standing, like, three feet apart. Never looked at me. Never – never once said anything and then we got out there in front of everybody and he like he acted like you know a big dog got in my face and I was like no I'm not over with that man like I just there's no room for that you know you're out there competing and that's about it it's just uh, it's a competition and uh it shouldn't be the you know I, I don't want any part of that well I mean are, are we gonna see a, a, another runoff against you too like are we gonna see a, a, another fight a I don't know I don't know because he he uh he that was his third loss in a row so he's got to step his game up um to get someone in the top 20 again honestly i think that they're gonna feed him um they're they're either gonna do two things they're either gonna feed him you know a couple of easy fights or they're gonna give him another hard fight and cutting you know who knows like honestly you, you never know um what they see in these guys and um, just the, like the MMA community has a lot to do with that. Like you never know what people want to see. And with his style, the reason why he's going to have so much trouble from here on out is because, you know, he's just a wrestler. He doesn't have good finishing skills on the ground. He has really good wrestling and he actually has good boxing, but he never, he, uh, he's just, he's like, it's like, he's scared to get hit. It's like, uh, he wants to wrestle the whole time just to, so he doesn't get hit. But he's going to have a hard time, you know, people will figure out his game plan and work on the wrestling defense and he'll, he'll be done, you know. But you got to evolve, man. That's what that's what these guys, they're, they make it in the UFC real young and they think that uh, that their, their style is like the best of the best and they, they don't realize that you got to be good everywhere. And um, you got to like, you kind of learn a little bit of everything and you got to be good there because you never know who you're going to get and, you know, see what their strong points. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what he's at right now. He's just a wrestler. So. Well, it's crazy too, dude, because I'm following your resume. You've been doing this professionally since 2012, right? That that was the year you, you were officially pro because you, you had a great amateur career as well. And I know yeah. you were an all American wrestler before that in college. So, I mean, you've just been an athlete. You were track, cross country, baseball, wrestling, all in high school. You're always into sports. What got you into mixed martial arts? Um, honestly, it was the the ultimate fighter. Like watching that, because um, like now it's kind of like uh, they haven't really done a good season in a while. Because it's like uh, people are just everybody's trying to be a superstar. Everybody's on there like 
they have like, you know, everybody's trying to be Diego Sanchez. Like everybody's trying to be something that everybody remembers and it's just too much. So, uh, but whenever the ultimate fighter came out, I just started wrestling. And, uh, the reason I started wrestling is I went, I played basketball before and then I went and tried out for the team and I made the B team. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm playing on the B team. Like I was like pissed. And then they were having wrestling tryouts on the other side of the gym. So I went over there, me and my buddy went over there. And uh, so I did the wrestling tryout, and I, and I actually, this kid shot in on me that was, like, uh, the year above me, and I uh, basically, like, caught him with, like, double underhooks, which is, like, you know, it's just, that's wrestling. That's, like, basic wrestling defense, but I did it, and I had no clue what I was doing, and I just loved it ever since then. But then I started watching The Ultimate Fighter, and I was like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to become a state champion just so I can, you know, go to college. And then I want to go to college just so I can get in the UFC. That was it. Like, that was the biggest motivation for me to go to school and um, to, you know, make it all the way through. Because I would have started fighting fresh out of high school. But I definitely am happy that I went through that process of, you know, it was five extra years of wrestling before I started my um, professional career. So, And, and I mean, it's so crazy, too, because, like you said, wrestling, and when you really think about it, most people who wrestle, they wrestle since they're, like, five years old, and they did it their whole life. You picked it up because of basketball not working out for you. You said five years of it. Then you went into UFC. You're now a purple belt of jiu-jitsu, which is kind of bogus because you're really a black belt. You just haven't had enough classes yet. No, I I, saw – I – I so the reason I just like I was like I, I called it on just I was like I'm done because I went in there and uh, my professor whatever you want to say like at the time I went in there and um, I mean I just like destroyed this good dude and I was like who is this guy you know like whatever and then like two days later he gives me a blue belt and I was like oh that's cool you know I got a blue belt and then so like we go to this little small tournament up in Missouri. And, um, and I smashed, like, just kill everybody. I'm like, oh, this is, I should have been in the other division, you know? And so then he gives me my purple belt, like, three weeks later. And I was like, no, I'm done. Like, you're not, I'm, like, I don't want to walk around and be like, oh, yeah, I got my black belt in, like, you know, a year or whatever. It's just, it was all, it's all, it's, like, weird. Like, you're a grown-up and, like, you're sitting there standing in line like a little kid waiting for them to come put a stripe on your belt. And then once you get four stripes, you become a new belt. And I'm like, I would just want to show up to class and, and compete, and that's it. So I just uh, – I got my purple belt uh, in 2012, and I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not playing that game. So, yeah. I probably, I probably am a, a black belt, whatever, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm not white belt. I don't know. Q, were you about to say something? I was going to just kind of transition into the mentality of, you know, when you're – Stepping into the ring with someone, you know, how's the the adrenaline pumping? Oh, I mean, it's like, that's like what you live for, man. It's like the, um, like you do all this training, you do all all the BS of like the, um, you know, like constant, like you got to be on your diet, you got to do, you know, all the stuff with the fans and like people that you even, that you see every day, like your family or friends or whatever, they just like start pissing you off when you get towards the end of your camp and you're like, you know, just waiting for that one moment. And that's usually like when you get in there, it's like um, you hear everybody screaming or even like now that there's no crowd, which is freaking crazy. But like, uh, you know, you get in there and you look over and you see someone, they're looking at you like, like, you know, it's about to happen. Like, you know, it's like, it's about to go down. So it's like, uh, that's like one of the big feelings that, like, that I look forward to. And then um, obviously like when the fight's over, just that, you know, that feeling of just like, 
getting to compete at that high level like that is just it's there's nothing else that you know like it's not the same there's nothing else is the same feeling you know it's just uh it's so cool it's really surreal though and uh it's something you don't really ever get used to i think once you get used to it you're, you should be looking to you know get out of the game because it's you know it's just nuts man it's uh it's so much it's like you get sick to your stomach but then you're excited at the same time it's you know it's, it's a lot i could imagine um, so I remember a little bit back, maybe a couple minutes ago, you were saying in the back, the other guy wouldn't even look at you. So is that yeah. normally common? I guess, is that a common thing for some if trash it, talk right there? Yeah, maybe like if, if it's true beef and you really want to like be like, Hey, screw you or whatever. Like, you know, if it's real, like, you know, if it's real, then maybe that's when it happens whenever no one's around or if people are around, whatever, like, that's how I am. Like, if I, if I don't like someone, I'm going to tell them, you know, I'll tell them that they, if they do something that I need to say something, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to wait until, you know, everybody's looking or I'm not going to wait until the, like the right time. You know, I don't like, if my kids get in trouble, I get onto them right there, wherever we're at. Cause I don't want them to like, you know, it's just like, it's just real. Like whatever he had beef with me, like it was all BS. Cause we, he didn't say a word to me, nothing. And then he got in my face. I was like, all right, you, you're a punk. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it, you're a freaking Renaissance man. And by that, I mean like you're a unicorn in today's time. You said you don't do social media. I know it's because didn't somebody write a comment to you that bothered you the wrong way and you got kids and you don't want your kids in the, in, in yeah. like that? It's always something like everybody's like, Oh, if you do six posts this month, I'm going to give you some free supplements. I'm like, you know, I'd rather just go work and make some money and bomb, you know, my, they're like, well, if you come out today, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you, you know, free, free food for a month hey, for like meal prep or whatever. And I'm like, it's like, no, I'll just, I'll cook it myself. You know, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be sold on there. And it's like, um, with what we do, like, you know, just being like the inner entertainment like that, it's like, everybody wants something from you. And it's like, you're talking like, you're going to do all this work for like pennies. And it's like, it's just, for me, it's like, you kind of sell your soul when you do this stuff. It's like, uh, it's just too much. It's like, um, you know, what are you willing to do to like get that? Like, I'd rather just go out there and win the fights and, you know, beat the, beat the better guy and be the underdog every fight or whatever that people don't know who I am. And it's just funny. Cause I've been doing this for so long now and just, uh, it's starting to starting to show up and, you know, it's, it's nice to see that I don't have to do all the nonsense that, you know, like Conor McGregor, the dude, you know, as soon as he fought Khabib, like this guy, he, he had some great wins. I'm not going to take that from him. But he has some great wins. But now that everybody has seen what Khabib did to him, I would, you know, I would, I would guarantee you the next fight uh, with Poirier or whoever it is, they're going to grapple with him. They're going to take him down. They're going to put him on the ground and they're going to finish him because you know, they saw what happened when he fought, you know, Khabib. So it's like you're going to talk all the smack. You better back it up. And then it's like, you know, with all the social media, it's all it's all for yourself. You know, if you need that, that's great. Or if you're trying to make some money, that's great. But I just choose to do it different ways. And I, I don't look down on anyone that has it. And I don't, I mean, it's done a lot of really good stuff for me in the past. But I'm just like, I got to that point where I'm like, man, I've got so much stuff going on. Like, I don't want to be posting about my kids' soccer games because outside of fighting, and like this, this tomorrow, we got, we have, uh, we have six soccer games tomorrow. We have two tournaments, soccer games all day. I got practice in the morning. And it's just like, I don't want to be posting every time that I'm doing something. And all I do is stuff with my kids and my wife. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to be posting stuff like that all the time. But Do you think that's hurt you, though? 
and the reason why I'm saying that is you're you're a really fun personality, and I feel like you're very complex, and I feel like you know your interviews are awesome. I watched a few of them before we even got on this, so I, I wonder if that has made like you said UFC. You felt like overlooked you at times. Do you feel like that's why? That I think that the, the biggest maybe like you know sure I'm sure it has hurt me and I'm sure like uh, it's hurt me like financially and it's hurt me like you know with calling people out and stuff because now it's like I have to have my manager make sure that I'm ready to go all the time and he's in the he's in the UFC matchmakers ears all the time and he's telling them I'm ready to go all the time so because I don't I can't sit there and accept call outs and I can't call someone out which I wouldn't do but it's like. You know, like, yeah, maybe it has hurt me, but, like, the time that um, I get on my phone and my phone battery, I have an iPhone 11 Max Pro, whatever the hell it is, and um, it'll last me, like, three days battery. And I have people that are, like, on their phone while they're plugged in because they're running out of battery because they're, like, on their phone so much. And, like, you know, just whenever I dropped everything, um, the usage of my, like, my hours on it, per day like it went from like you know four or five hours down to like maybe 45 minutes or 30 minutes and like you know that's just like that's time that you can't get back and that and I got uh got a lot of my plate with uh with my family and then with everything else I have gone on with my business and it's just like um you know I don't want to be wasting that time and and look back and be like oh yeah I got like five thousand likes and that you know whatever I'm like nah I don't really care but you know I definitely think that uh there's room for it for sure. You know, it's definitely something that, um, you know, it, it could have helped me, you know, in a lot of ways, but like at the same time, I don't, I don't want to be known for that. I'd rather be out there winning fights and, and that's it, you know? And, and you don't want to sacrifice the quality of your life. You know, it sounds like yeah. that's the biggest thing for you is quality of life. And, and you might get paid, you know, but Hey, that's a, uh, wear this shirt for 500 bucks. And like you put that shirt on and then that company goes out and screws up and, you know, makes embarrasses their self, which is going to bring you down too. So it's like, um, I only trust myself cause you know, I don't trust anyone else to, uh, present my, like to present me for who they are or whatever. Like, I don't want to represent any other company. I don't want to ever have to answer to someone. I just want to do my own thing. And that's what I love about the UFC. You just show up and fight, and that's it. No. Some of my other my other questions for you too are, dude, you're five eleven. I'm five eleven. You're a lot thinner five eleven than I am. How the <laughs> hell do you do that? Uh, you know, I never. I wrestled at um, at one forty five in high school, and then when I got into college, I wrestled up to one sixty five, and. Um, you know, my walk around is about 170. So, like, whenever I cut down, I weigh 145 for about two hours, like, max. You know, I never I never weigh below 165 in my camp. My fight camp, I, after practice, I might weigh 160. But whenever I go to cut weight, um, I'm always 160 plus. You know, I never, I never get down in the 150s or 40s or nothing, nothing like that ever. Uh, so, how, how do you cut the weight like that? Um, I mean, it's just a combination of. Uh, I mean, you gotta, you got your body has to be lean, so you got to be eating clean year round. You don't, you don't want to wait till the last minute and have to lose fat because if you have to lose fat, you can't take short notice fights. So you, you have to keep that skin real thin and um, you know lots of protein. 
um, fats are okay. And then, uh, carbs of they're I mean, you gotta, the days you have carbs, like I, I have carbs, uh, the day that I'm going to train really hard. So like, if I'm going to train at 6am, I've got to get up like at four and eat some carbs. And then, um, you know, that's how you got to eat like that. You got to eat for, to fuel your body and that's it. You don't want to eat more than what you need. And that's what happens with a lot of people is that they, eat something just because they're hungry and they don't think about like what's in the food they're eating. You know, the carbs are not necessarily something you want to like, you can't skip out on them, but you don't need unnecessary carbs. And that's the biggest thing. And, um, something that I put a lot of focus in on early from wrestling was my diet. So that's just, I try to stay lean all the time, but I don't ever weigh uh, less than 165 for walk around. And then after practice on my, my ways, you know, at the lightest 59, 60 you know right there that's incredible man that's incredible so leading up to that day that you're going to lose the weight or how long does it take you to get down to that 145 and a half um well i mean it's like like i do it like on a like a three-day cut where i do like i'll do like four or five pounds and then i'll i'll eat a little bit and then i'll do you know four or five more pounds and i eat a little bit and so I just constantly go up and down like that and um, just try to put myself in a position where that last day I'm only having to cut like two or three pounds. And it's really not that bad because I just had like 400 calories or something, you know. So like you can um, all your food, every food that you get this package, it's going to have um, at the bottom, it'll have the weight. So what I do is like the days that I'm cutting weight and I know that like whatever I put in my body, like it's going to stay. It's like. Like I'll put, so a cliff bar has, it weighs 1.5 pounds or 1.4 ounces. And, um, it has 240 calories. It has 45 carbs. It has like eight grams of protein. And so like, I know that kind of stuff to where whenever I'm, you know, 148.6, I know that if I eat that cliff bar, I'm going to be below 149 and then I'm going to have X amount of carbs so that my energy level should be good for the rest of my weight cut. And so that's kind of how I look at everything is just fuel. You know, I don't try to think of it as like I want something. And I think that that's huge because uh, when you start eating because you want food, you'll get in trouble. And there's a lot of guys that do that. You know, a lot of my buddies, that they the way they cut weight blows my mind. Like, I don't know how they make it every time. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, everybody's got their own style. And, you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's nuts, man. So when you retire, are you planning on having a huge cheat meal? Uh, I mean, I, like, I eat good. Like, I eat, I mean, well, I don't know, who knows if it's, like, it's not bad, but I, I, I eat stuff all the time that I enjoy food that I know that I can't have a lot of, but, um, it's like, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever, like, skip my nutrition. Like, I, I think that maybe when I'm done fighting, I might walk around about 180, maybe 85, and that'll be max, me maxed out. And right now, like, there's some times where I'll, I'll weigh 170 to 73, and so I'm not that far off from where I want to be. I want to make sure that I'm lean and, um, and yeah. So I don't think that's my daughter's. No, no, no apologies. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to go crazy, but I'll definitely, I mean, maybe I'll loosen up a little bit. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I also saw that you're thinking about jumping a weight class to 155. Is that true? Uh, I mean, uh, it would be one of those things where like, uh, if there was a fight that needed to happen, um, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, 55 would be like, I could, I could weigh that in like, in uh, like two hours, you know, I could go cut and be down to 55 easy. So, um, 
if the, if the fight's good there, then I'll do it. But I'm, I'm definitely a 45er for sure. You know, it's like I've been there for years now and it's just I'm comfortable there. And I got a, a big reach on most people and I'm, you know, quite a bit bigger than most of the guys I fight. So I like I like that size advantage and having the wrestling and jiu-jitsu advantage most of the time. It's incredible, dude. And a lot of your fights, like you said, you're a grappler. You're actually one of the scariest people I'd ever – I'd never want to fight someone like you, period. I saw you twist some guy's arm. I don't know how it didn't snap. That's the kind of stuff that scares me. I like my joints. I don't want anything yeah. to happen to them. And it looks like you're really good at wrecking people's joints. Yeah, I try to, like, go into most of the time looking for chokes because the chokes are, like, it doesn't matter how tough you are. You know, a choke's a choke. You're going to go out or you're going to, like, tap eventually. And uh, with the arm bars and the leg locks and all that stuff, if you get someone that's crazy enough, it's just kind of, like, it, 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 they don't hurt for a second. And then once it once it pops, it's kind of like you can fight out for sure. So it's like, um, you know, I hope that uh, – that, that never happens but if it's if you're gonna go for an arm bar and they're not tapping you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do so <laughs> yeah i've seen i saw some video you had the dude's arm flipped all the way around i was like yeah i don't know how i don't know how people can even endure it yeah that last fight man i had him in a kimura and uh the only reason i didn't uh snap his arm is because he was on my side control and i didn't have him in guard so it was uh if I would have had him in guard or half guard, I would have freaking snapped his arm because I was. It was bad. The last fight was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know how that was the weirdest thing ever. It looked like it was just waiting, like a like a chicken bone, just trying to yeah. snap right out. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I mean, how many years do you think you're gonna do this? Because I know right now you you have four daughters, you have your wife, you're a big family man, and you sacrifice a lot of family time you know, soccer games and, and probably birthdays and things like that for this. I mean, I know that your family's on board with, with the sacrifices you're making and they respect it and, and everything like that. But at the same time, you know that this is, you know, a short window. So you're trying to capitalize, but is it going to yeah. be a point where you're like, I want to be around for all these things? I think everybody has to be a little selfish. You know, it's just, uh, this is my dream. This is my stuff I'm chasing. I don't do this for them. You know, I don't, um, I'm not going to base whenever I'm done because of them. You know, it's just the thing is, is like, you know, if it, if it was one of those things where if I was spending so much time away from them and, um, and I wasn't producing, then, you know, then I would be like, okay, now I'm done because uh, it's just one of those things like I'm beating everybody in the room and I'm beating people in the cage and I'm winning big fights. So I'm going to keep fighting. And that's, that's how it is. Like if you want to be the best and you're able to be at the top level, then there's no reason that anyone should look down on that. And my family is like the most supportive from like my parents to like my cousins, my wife, my kids, like they all like, you know, when it comes to fight camp, my wife gets excited because she knows that she can go on a diet for, you know, two months with me and, and, you know, cut some weight off or whatever. Like my, everybody supports me. And that's something that you know, it fuels me for sure. But uh, I've never been, I never started. I didn't start fighting because I had a, my daughter in college, you know, I'm like, I didn't start fighting for them. I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to do anything unless it affects, you know, my life. And, and that's how you got to look at it. I don't think you can look at basing it off of, um, you know, stopping because of them, because we have so much stuff going on, but if I didn't fight, I would probably go crazy because if I just had to go to all these soccer games and I had nothing to look forward to at the end of the day, 
it would be like, I would be like, oh man, I wish I could, you know, go fishing or do something. I would have to fill that spot with something and getting to compete is like one of those things where you, you, you gotta know, you don't get to do this forever. And, you know, I definitely understand that. And, um, you know, I want to go as hard as I can. And the day that I started getting my ass kicked in the room and, um, I have no answers for it, then I'll, then I'll wrap it up. But I probably have about four or five more years, you know, to go hard. So I think you can go a little bit longer than that if you wanted to. I mean, yeah, I may, <laughs> I'm not calling it quits. You know, when I first started fighting, I was thinking 31. I was like, ah, that's a, I'll be at 31. I'll be done. Cause I'm thinking like I'm 19 years old thinking 31 is going to be so far away, you know, and now I'm 32 and it's just, uh, just getting the hang of a lot of things with boxing. That's something that I've put a lot of focus in. And I, you know, I hope that, um, this upcoming fight I have on the fifth, uh, he's a, he's a grappler wrestler, you know, style guy. So I'm sure we'll both be looking to stand up until that time is right to get in on the shot. So I'm hoping to show some of my boxing and I've been putting a lot of, a lot of work in on that and, uh, definitely excited to hopefully one, one fight get to show that. You know, I'm, and we're both big boxing fans, me and Q also UFC fans. Um, the crazy thing for me is no matter how great of a fighter, any fighter can get caught and that's happened to you. And that's kind of the only thing that's ever happened to you is you've gotten caught, but otherwise you're beating everybody's ass. I mean, it, it, are you hoping that in your next fight you might just catch this dude right on the spot, first round? I don't ever, I don't ever think about it like that. Like I, I think if you uh, put your focus in on one type of submission or one type of finish, you'll miss out on something else. And I just go with the flow. Um, I had a fight a few fights ago. I don't know when it was, but I was fighting a, a really good grappler. Or he had a bunch of submissions. He had like, he was like. A, like 12 wins and 10 submissions. Like he had a lot of submissions. So it was like, I was fighting another version of myself. And uh, when I went out there, I ended up like catching him right off the bat and tagged him with a big shot. And I wasn't trying to, I tagged him. And then I took him down instead of staying up just because I'm way more comfortable on the ground, but I could have finished it 30 seconds into the first round, but I took him down and then he grappled good and ended up getting back up to the feet and then um, I level change, which, you know, dropping low. And I came back up with a, a hook or a cross or something. I think, yeah, it was a cross. And then I, I dropped him. And so I was like, and I never planned on that. The whole time, my whole camp, I trained nothing but wrestling and jiu-jitsu, just trying to, like, pace myself and make sure that I didn't give up my neck and let him have something. And so whenever I hit him and tagged him, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this dude. You know, and I did it again and dropped him. So I was – I definitely wasn't planning on that. And I think that that's kind of, those are the big wins too, is when you, you like, don't try your, like, you don't try, you don't go all out. And you, you get so. Man, your, your progression as a fighter is incredible. Like, I keep thinking about, again, you only had the five years before in high school and then college and then to the UFC. You're relatively really young in the sport of fighting. You know what I mean? And, Who's to say you don't keep progressing and progressing and progressing? Like, I don't think you've peaked at all. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to learn um, everything I can, and it's something that I, I have a really good gym and um, really good people that are coming in all the time, so I get to learn a lot, and uh, I enjoy that a lot. I, I enjoy uh, pushing myself in something I've never done. So uh, for this camp, I've definitely put a lot, lot more focus in on boxing. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and only box this guy. So it's just kind of like uh, just kind of add in what you can. And, and then during your fight, you use what you can and you get the finish. That's what I always look for finishes, too. 
every single fight I'm going to look for a finish. And um, I think that's a, you know, a big reason why um, I, I, I put it on people and I stay on top of that is because I'm always looking to finish a fight. And I think Dana is going to see that. And I think, I think things are going to keep coming your way. I do think there was a slight hiccup with the, the no social media, but I think you winning fights is going to matter a lot more than anything you're doing on social media. So if you yeah, keep I, that going, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I, I'm not worried about it, man. It's, uh, if, they, if they want that side, you know, maybe I'll, I'll step it up and say some more stuff at weigh-ins or whatever. Who knows? But I will never get in that mix of, you know, just trying – like to get some 15 minutes of fame on social media you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know we'll see what, what what their plan is but i'm just worried about going in there and winning fights and i'm always ready to fight so i think that's a big thing is that um guys say that they're always ready or they they, they act like they always want to fight but they're not all they're not ready all the time and i'm ready year round this is all i do is train and, and then my family and that's it and so uh, for me to be step up and take a take on that fifteen minute, or fifteen number fifteen in the world on three day notice, I could do that every weekend. You know, I'm ready to go all the time. So you know, I'm definitely I'll be ready when those opportunities come up. And you busted his ass. Let's not leave that yeah. out. You busted his ass. The the other thing I wanted yeah. to touch base right before we let you go is it was what two two days before your birthday in the Legacy Fighting Alliance, you beat uh, Nate Jennerman. Two days after your birthday, was that a sweet thirtieth birthday present or what? Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, it's I've cut weight a few times on my birthday, but uh, it was nice to uh, get to really celebrate. Because normally on my birthdays, I'm like, you know, prepping for a fight or you know, something. Something's always going on, and uh, so I've, you know, it was nice to you know, kind of let loose after that. And uh, I knew I wasn't gonna fight for a little bit after that, so it was nice to. Uh, kind of let loose yeah that was definitely it was a nice birthday for sure good time to throw the 30th perfect timing yeah well man we really appreciate you coming on the show damon it was a lot of fun i wish you the best of luck on your next fight and i know you're gonna keep rocking people so we're proud of you keep it going man and we'd love to have you back if you ever want to come back my next uh my next fight's uh december 5th december it's 5th. uh yeah december 5th so yeah that's right around the corner man i can't wait to watch it yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Best of luck. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right.